This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. Get to the point faster and accomplish more with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. And when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium, get 20% off for being an NPR listener. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcasts. Hey everybody! Welcome to G'day MMA. I'm Jason Ellis. This is Ellen Joban, and we're back. We are back. That was a crazy weekend, right? Man, see that one guy <laughs> punch that other guy in the face really hard. Yeah, I told you, I was off by one round, but oh, um, oh, because you called Nganu. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I didn't want to take a hard stance on Nganu, saying that, I, but it, it just everything. Everything was telling me go with Ngano. It just seemed like the 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 the, uh, the passing of the guard right there. Did you? I saw you tweeting about the weight difference because we were not when we did the show last week. We did not know that um, Stepe Stepe was going to come in lighter. Right. So last week's show, I made a big deal about Ngano maybe coming in a little bit lighter because if there was a lot of scrambles over twenty five minutes, maybe not being two sixty three, maybe being two fifty five. <laughs> Might help his cardio because the first fight got a little fatigued. Didn't even think about Stipe because Stipe was like 245 their first meeting. He came in. I can't do the math right now, but he was about 12 pounds lighter. Yep. 12 pounds lighter than their original match, which made a 30-pound deficit in this fight, right? So now we think about this fight. Ngannou looks in tip-top shape. I mean, he's, he's still at 265 or whatever, 263. But he looked trim, man. I mean, he had a six-pack. He had the big muscles. Joe Rogan made a big deal about how he I was... kept thinking about the thing you said that what a heavyweight champion of the world would look like. And, what they actually looked like. when he was on the scale, I, I thought, that, that is what a heavyweight champion should look like. of the world... Yeah, that is for all of us to, uh, to, you know, to get behind it. And all of us wish that we were the heavyweight champion of the world. <laughs> we all, all... Sorry, yeah. ladies, but... All men wish that they <laughs> looked like Francis Ngannou. <laughs> the Gattin. baddest man on the planet with yeah. that physique. Yeah, and we, we, we all wish we could go around popping people's heads. <laughs> Shut up, small person. I am the mm. king. You come over and Did you see him pick up Shaq, by the way? Did you see that video? Yeah, yeah, Shaq yeah. came, give him a five. He picked man, did up you see Sha- how big Shaq is? Because Shaq is he, enormous. He made look small. Shaq did the ha-ha that was fun. Then he looks at the camera and he goes, I've never been picked up in my life. That was the first time anybody's ever picked sense. up Shaq. It was crazy. I could say how nobody would have picked him up. Um, but 30 pound, man, 30 pound deficit going into the fight, the way that he looked, uh, and, and, and something just told me, how is Stipe going to take him down with that 30 pound difference? He had a couple of trouble on the takedowns. I they think the didn't look that great. The, the takedown, the takedown. The yeah. Takedowns. It was like one single leg attempt that he had. First off, Francis showed much improvement on the wrestling. I do want to. Yes, I agree. But I, did you catch the, the stutter at the, on the first takedown where he went to do the incorrect thing, and then you Steepy just... Stipe or Francis? No, Francis. Francis. Francis almost got taken down. Yeah. And then you saw, instead, of, he re, instead of, he was starting to pull up, like, uh, yeah. get underneath, like he was going to get taken down and hold on. Mm-hmm. And then he let go and started putting his hand on the top of his head and pushing down. Yes. Like, it was very apparent to me that the training that he'd been doing yeah. is still pretty new. Still fresh. Yeah. Because yeah. was, there, was there was a fucking one to two second... You know, and that's what I thought with John Jones. If someone's a little bit better of a wrestler, 
than than Stipe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that two seconds, something else would have happened. Like he would have linked something else up where he wouldn't have had time to go. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, put the hand on the head. Push. But like, because he, he definitely stole it for a second. Good point. So first off, who <laughs> who's it going to be? That John Jones. John Jones. Well, I don't He's think a John Jones than Stipe. I don't know. I don't know. Oh I think, yeah. I think that John Jones uses his wrestling pretty decent, but I think head to head, Stipe is probably. Uh, a stronger wrestler in the heavyweight division. I don't know. John what about Jones, John Jones stronger, isn't known. You mean like body strong or do you body mean... Body strong and 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 transitioning from um, punches to level changes, punches to level... I don't know. You know, it's, 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 it's a weird subject because John Jones is not known for his collegiate wrestling ability. He doesn't have like a, like a, like a, a huge resume, but he's been very successful in MMA using his wrestling. You know, he, he he's a striker foremost. John Jones uses those oblique kicks, his elbows. John Jones strikes you. He will take you down now and then. You saw him take down DC in their fight. And it's like, is John Jones a better wrestler than DC? No, DC's an Olympian, but he was able to out-wrestle DC in MMA using a cage, using his long body type and using inside trips and things like that. So I don't know... If 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 John would be a red, better wrestler than Stipe going up against Francis Ngannou, but to me the biggest the biggest factor that people have to take in right now is you have to get up and wait because 265 pounds of lean muscle mass that now knows how to at least blue belt defend it's, a takedown. It's going back to the Shane Cowan Brock Lesnar era. It's big ass, real heavyweights. Everybody who's in it is going to start putting on some pounds to have a shot at the title. Watching that fight, Jason, I was like, you know what? Stipe could possibly do 205 if he really, really wanted. I mean, he was what, 232? Oh, yeah, good I point. Because you guys, if there's 220, there's easy 230s yeah. that, are, that are light heavy, right? Ovin St. Pru, who's a, a, a 205er. Yeah. Um, and he's a big man at 205, but he walks around 235. You know, he okay. cuts 30 pounds and makes 205. That's the same. So Stipe could do that? I think it's possible. It would be a dreaded weight cut. But I'm just saying, he's that middle, that middle. We talked about this a couple shows as well. We were like, we couldn't figure out if 265 is the limit, what was the minimum on the weight? And it's 206. So you could literally be 206. There's such a drastic difference in a, somebody who naturally walks around at 230 like a Stipe and somebody who naturally walks around at lean muscle mass at 265, 263 like Francis. And so when you have somebody who does everything well, we're getting to that point for Francis. At first, he was a big, powerful striker, right? But now he's a guy that, let's just call him a blue belt in wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Now he's able to defend stuff, but he's got a 30-pound advantage on you. So yeah. now if he doesn't, if he makes an error, to your point, if he makes a mistake or two, he can get away with it. He also he did bounce on one leg because of his incredible athleticism yeah. while he was making that decision. Like, yeah. he, it, most people maybe would have fallen. But I like that you pointed fallen. out, he made a mistake at first, He was, uh, and then he stuffed the head, got on top, and then he was holding the double underhooks, which is a no-no because the bottom person on the bottom All could right. peek out, they call it. But Stipe couldn't even peek out because he got a 265-pound man on his so back. He just weight. couldn't feel the, the opportunity to explode right there. I really liked Francis uh, not sprinting in yes. so that there was any chance of a takedown. It seemed like uh, sitting down low and, and working the jab and, and, and not like overstepping on anything made it look like, I thought, who beats that? Like, how do you get around that? If he sits down and this is up, and it's just this giant arm that's so much longer than everybody else's as well, just keeps cranking out near your face. Yeah. 
how you how do you get because he seems it seems fast as well. What do you do? That's the first that's exactly what I was thinking. When when Stipe shot in on that single leg uh, a minute into the fight and Francis stuffed it, got back up to the feet, and then you could see in Stipe's eyes, he was like, Okay, the plan of out wrestling him because I'm coming in lighter and being the cardio fast guy is not gonna work now. Now I gotta stand with a guy who's got a five inch or something reach advantage on me, a 30 pound uh, a weight advantage and the hardest hitter in all of combat sports. And he landed shots very early too. I what can't I believe Stipe had that right hand at the yeah, start. Even those low kicks, those freaking right? low kicks. He's got these, through low kicks. <laughs> he's got these massive feet, you know, these huge legs. I've it's, dissed that guy for his, because I didn't like when his trainer who? would do the gimmicky thing, Francis, where he did the leg kick and he's, and the coach flips out onto his back. I, I never oh, oh, was yeah, a yeah. fan of, Oh, oh, you mean of your coach like over dramatizing right. how hard I, I, you hit? 100%. I'm like, man, I get him. Like he's hits hard, but you don't right. need to fall over for it. I, I see that. I've seen that a lot with Francis actually, and and so it's it's like, okay, he is one of the hardest hitters in the world, but you said it correctly. I don't think you need to dramatize it and flop every time he you're holding yeah. pads for like him. Like in camp, but you know, anybody who has a coach, you don't knock your coach over on the daily. Yeah, you know? I don't. You don't leg kick your only, coach sideways. I only he's when, like, good job. Yeah, only when they're filming, apparently. But yeah, can you imagine every but, session with your coach you're knocking him over? But I never thought it was a great technique. I thought it was a. It, his leg kicks remind me of mine. It's somebody yeah. that is an enthusiast. Yeah, not a not a not a. Um, Francis's leg kicks. You're, you're yeah, his fr- his leg kicks don't look like they're um they turn over the way that so you know somebody that's really good at them. He's not a natural kicker, right? That's 100%. all I'm saying. Not a natural kicker. But how big he is and how athletic he is, I don't think it really matters. If he it, lands that giant thing on you, it's gonna hurt just as much as anybody up, else. Backed up by so much force, and and you know it's an odd thing. You'll probably get this. I don't know if our viewers will understand this, but sometimes people that aren't natural kickers, their kicks hurt the most because they kick you with this like this baseball bat of a cl- straight leg club yeah. where um, natural kickers have a real good snap. And, 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 and yes, technique brings more power, but sometimes natural kickers, they're a better kicker because they do in proper technique. They unfold it like a whip and then they retract it back equally. They kick 50 miles an hour, they retract it 50 miles an hour and they have perfect balance. That's when I see, okay, he's a beautiful kicker because he didn't lose his balance. He retracted it at the same speed that he, that he let it go. That's a good kicker, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I kick harder than the guy that doesn't have good balance uh, and doesn't have a good thing, but he still clubs me like Francis Ngannou with oh, a freaking wow. size 15 shoot foot. And so when Francis kicks, it's not the most beautiful kick, but goddamn, he'll knock over a telephone pole with that type of power behind it, you know? So I could tell when he was hitting Stipe, I was like, Jesus, that... I mean, how <laughs> could you not? Yeah, He's doing like damage. The coach can fake fall over, but yeah, if that dude's kicking you proper and he weighs 263 pounds... Yeah, that's going to be a bummer. It's tough to deal with, man. Uh, and, and Stipe, you know, he we talked about it on the show. I keep saying all this stuff, but it, it's he's he's the GOAT for a reason because he's beaten the who's who of the division. Yeah. He's beaten Daniel Cormier twice. He's beaten Cain Velasquez. He's beaten so many people, and, and he stayed the champion for so long. But is a is a new king in town, and now that Francis is the champion, did you see how excited it felt in the air? Because it's like, holy crap, this man and the story. Did you did you know his story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know quite the details of oh, the story okay. until they brought it out when Joe Homeless Rogan was, and all this stuff. Yeah, I didn't know all that. I didn't know that he had such a tough upbringing, and he's alluded to it seven he's times. He tried to get here. Can you imagine that? Yes, I tried to get here a bunch of times myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not seven, but yeah. I came here. 
three times over a four-year period to no paycheck (laughs) and then back and then uh, the fourth time i came here they paid me to be a pro skateboarder so So you can put yourself in shoes yeah i wasn't homeless i like stayed at other people's houses on the couch (laughs) basically the same story (laughs) pretty much i pretty much got a podcast in his basement (laughs) come on sam punk what the fuck come on jada parallel (laughs) universe is right there uh, yeah, it's it's just he's got this story. I didn't even know the backstory, but he's got this tremendous story that I mean they can make that into a Hollywood movie, right? Yeah, and they and, and then you go who from there. Nobody's that? that big. Uh, who's he, an actor that's as big as Fred? They have to. Put, oh, who's like, gonna play him? Yeah. yeah. What's his name? That could bounce his boobs. The off. Rock? No, 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 no. Because that's a bit. <laughs> the off. black dude that that break dances in every movie, and uh, and the he always black dude. The bra- man, you can make your the yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been um, the Old Spice guy. Oh, right? dang! Look at man. Hey. Yes, did he, did he do Old Spice? What's his name? He hosts. Um, oh, oh, ter- Terry, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some hair on Terry Crews. <laughs> He's got the physique. He'll do. He just has to work on the accent. <laughs> We're on to something. Hey, Katie, yes. we got to get uh, Joe Ben and Kevin Kraft next to each other with their shirts off. Wait, doing the, Kevin, do no, he can't. Oh, he has oh wait, your buddy on the show? Yeah, he has, I saw. He yeah, has yeah, fat he tits and he just shakes his <laughs> And you made him get in front of that camera. I saw that. I saw that clip. <laughs> you two next to each other would be Poor such a sweet tit battle. <laughs> I'd be so pumped to watch that. Oh, my God. Terry oh, Crews. Yeah, in, in the okay, story okay, of yeah. uh, the bio of... Um, yeah, so you uh, you said last week that I thought was really interesting about how it's such a better look for for MMA if he becomes the champion and they do an event in Africa and oh it's the my first. God. Can you imagine that? And, and, and not to mention, yeah, he looks like if you if you don't know come the MMA, you you liked boxing or you're new to it, and they go, here's the the heavyweight champion of the world. He's an African guy yeah. for that fucking came here like a you know this fucking crazy <laughs> escapade of homeless poorness. Yeah. And now he's the heavyweight champion. So Cinderella story, anybody can be anything if you believe in it. And holy shit. And look he at, looks like. I want to watch this guy hit somebody or yeah. somebody try to hit him because what the fuck? Who made this human look like that? Yeah. It's ticket sales. But to me, it's more about same as skateboarding. The bigger it gets, like Tony Hawk's video game, you just make more people get into MMA. Yeah. And if you, to me, the gift that I got is I exercise. I know friend, I know fucking cold plunge, breathe, breath work, yoga. I know, I know all these things. Yeah. I know things about my organs and shit that I learned from MMA. Mixed martial mm. arts taught me how to take care of myself. Taught me how to pass down that stuff to my children. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you want to work out a little bit? I can show you some exercises. Yeah. You know, if you drink a little bit, bit water, it's a bit better for you. I swear, regular people don't know this stuff. Yeah. So mixed martial arts helps people be better. And the bigger MMA gets, the wiser everybody gets when it comes to uh, health and nutrition. I really believe this. And then you got Joe Rogan saying, hey, you might really like it. And everyone's kicking each other in the face. Maybe don't get kicked in the brain. Yeah. Because there's some research that says that's not that great of an idea. Some research. So you kind of... Think about it, like what you used to do forty years ago to get fit versus now. Yeah, old weight gyms, the old football bench press this workout, and now everybody does functional strength training. And yeah, yeah, MMA. I feel like they got a lot from MMA. Circuit MMA training is the been first a big part of. It. I remember when MMA was still fairly new. We're talking about that that golden era, somewhat uh, fifteen years ago. And Sean Shirk would come out with these videos, and he's got yes. a weight vest on, yes. and he's pulling ropes, and yeah. everybody's like, "What is this caveman yeah. workout? This caveman workout?" And then, and then, uh, and then, uh, 
what's his name? Uh, the axe murderer from Pride. Vandalay. Vandalay came out with this video, right? And this is before everybody had the breathing mask and all the oh, thick, yeah. lung conditioning. Yeah. And so his coach in Brazil would put a snorkel on him and they would duct tape it around his head. Yeah. And they would put a 40 pound weight vest on him and they would make yeah. him do his entire circuit training for one hour, breathing through a snorkel at 20% yeah. capacity. And Genius. everybody was running around with snorkels like, holy shit, and, I'm going to make my lungs stronger. And in that gym, they were knocking each other out <laughs> for puppies. Yes, all the time brain another damage. legendary thing that everybody strengthen your brain hit it knock it out then it'll be stronger in the next one that a was a mentality from shooter box one this week not a good mentality was that the blonde girl uh, uh on the card this yeah, weekend did excellent i forgot her name oh 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 uh uh yeah 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 i got the card. katie are you able to look that up i know you're not prepared i put you on the spot <laughs> sorry uh well there was only one girl fight on the card it was a uh, maverick was it maverick this weekend, uh, she's not from Shooterbox. She's not blonde either. Um, yeah, Maverick won. Maverick. Maverick won. We can get into her later, but uh, she's a muscular chick, by the way, man. She's got that Ronda Rousey build from um, 10 years ago. She's got the traps and everything. She's an imposing force in the women's division. Yeah, she looked great. Um, wait, what card is this one? Oh, yeah, I think oh, I think God. it was. I think it was another card. Um, not not this, not the one that just happened, but uh. A weekend ago. So, I don't know if you saw video footage of Africa. I saw them celebrating. Raging, right? Yeah. And this is at whatever time in the morning, by the yeah. way. This is at 4 a.m. that this is happening. Yeah, I'm excited. It, for... it's, it, it's so much... You know, I, I maybe I'm a company man. I don't know what it is, but I love to see things grow and yeah. stars emerge. Yeah. And when we went to Fight Island for the first time, when we found um, um, Shemaev and, yeah. and, and we found all these new potential stars, the UFC has got to be like... Finally, we needed this because, you know, the Khabibs and the Connors aren't going to be here forever. Yep. And we've had Francis for a minute, but he wasn't the champion. He wasn't as quite polished as he is now. And we didn't have the thought yet or the, or the potential to go to Africa. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now that he's the, the the heavyweight champion of the world, and there's actually talk. Usman and Stylebender as well. All African fighters. They, so you could have like Two a, Nigerians, one Cameroon. You, oh, my. You could can have you three, imagine three Title defenses in Africa. Right? Outdoor arena. Right? Like do Thriller Manila style? Like Thriller. I mean, uh, giraffes walking around. Girls on. Wait, you're going to get giraffes? I don't even know. There's possibilities in it. Green card get girls. Get Dana White. On Dana, saddles on giraffes. Man, you might, you might need a cut on this. Yeah. We'll uh, put Joe sharks Bain. around the octagon. <laughs> circle like, of sharks. <laughs> circle of giraffes. Uh, a circle of yes. Africa, you know, and there's, uh, Africans, obviously, because yes. they want to watch. John Jones could come out with a lion. He is like the lion guy. Yeah, I mean, there's so many possibilities in Africa. You ever yeah, seen a Jamie Foxx spe uh, special where he was like doing that? I don't know, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny I have. Special. Anyway. Um, Tyrone Woodley. I uh, like how I really liked his attitude. I, 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 I heard some press interviews where he said that he, you know he got away got away with him with uh, not paying attention to the game and being more mm -hmm. involved in some other stuff. And I thought it was. As a person that's made several mistakes in my life, um, your way to healing is you got to admit these mistakes. And I felt like, oh, check him out. He's he's admitting that you know he he was got a little hyped up on his own bullshit, and yeah. now he feels a little bit more grounded. And what is important? His friends and his family. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Win or lose, dude, you're just going to be a happier person existing with this attitude. I always worry about the egos of some of these athletes where it's just like, oh, I'm fucking so good. You have no fucking idea what good is because I'm like, man, you know, eventually you're going to have to realize that you're just a fucking dude like the yeah. rest of us.
Yeah. So him saying all that stuff, I was like, man, good for you. And that made me go, I really hope you do win. Uh, and I guess most of all, I really hope that you do um, don't get gun shy again like yeah. you have been in the past. And to me, it's as an as an ex, I I can do this. I'm allowed to do this. I was a I was a pro skateboarder, a real one, not a fucking fake one. And and, <laughs> and, and, and there so was you know. there was a time there where there was a there was a lot of injuries, big ones, man. Where I would wake up and something to be broken. I'm like, fuck. I'm I was I got fucking a brain injury yeah. and some shit I got to go to hospital for because it's broken. Not one time, couple times in a row, like a couple years of just like in hospital a lot and i'm like okay almost every time i go to a contest now i'm like a 50 50 on these fucking injuries yeah and i'm scared mm. I, I didn't say it but i'm not and i can't tell you what amount a percentage of me was scared but a part of me was fucking scared i'm now scared in the contest because so, knowing of what could possibly because happen. of how many run-ins i've had with this explosion of of injury fear of the reality of the world yeah the young like, guys that haven't experienced yet don't have the fear because they haven't been hurt yet i've been hurt but i never got hurt and then hurt and then hurt and and ones where you know when you hit your brain man it's like a you know i've broken my arm i'm talking 20 times dude i've mm -hmm. broken my wrists my shoulders everything you're still there you're conscious you can walk off the ramp right. you know if you're an adult you once i got older and broke bones i think after i was about 20 21 fucking man up you know you mm. just walk off you go fuck i gotta go to the hospital you know, it's killing me pain's killing me but i'm still here i'm me yeah when you hit your head and you come out of it you don't know where you are you don't know what's going on it starts playing tricks on you you feel like you might be sad you, you know, depression not to, like to be on top of i also trained my whole life for this fight and i lost the fight and i've got a brain and a concussion mm -hmm. And then, you know, main train again and go again. And, and and these guys are all getting hurt on top of that. Like it's a you I'm talking to the fucking you're I'm the thinking guy. the same thing. You, you, your story is this similar to mine in MMA with the injuries and the concussions and, the, right. and that's part of so it. So when you get to this point where you're you're older, you're wiser, this is what comes hope this is why it's not a bad thing. With age comes wisdom. If you haven't punched it out, it comes, it does. More and more comes to me every day now. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I, I am wrinklier and I am bold. <laughs> but fuck, man, my brain really understands shit way better than it did. This is actually a better existence for me. When I was handsome and fucking full of hair, it was actually more painful because I was just like, I don't get shit. Ugh, it was annoying me. Now I'm like, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's a hesitation in there and i saw mm. woodley do what he told himself that he would do but i also saw little hesitation still mm -hmm. in this because you're like uh it, you you shot in or you threw a giant shot and then he put you up against the cage and you were like fuck i'm back again in this thing again and i get it i got you dude woodley don't fucking go out like that you gotta go on your shield and then then he went back into it. He had to have a conversation with him about it. Not like just instinctively, I'm a killer. You, I'm under pressure. Kill you. You're almost killing me. I kill you. That my immediate answer is: you try to kill me, I'm fucking killing you. Older, wiser, fuck it, man. Concussion, man. Hospital, man. Kids, man. Wife, TV, watching people. Blah blah. It's in there. It's all in there now. Can't get rid of it either. I look to me like he's still a killer, but it. But I feel like 
He could have won that fight. I don't think that that, yeah, he saw blood and he went for that and he mm. overstepped and got caught. Nah, you were, that shot was lucky. You were, you hesitated. There was still a little bit of a, I don't want to get hurt in there. And I feel like that is time for you to, to move on. Cause it's not, um, it's different. That's the other thing in skateboarding. The ramp is not actually trying to kill me. Yeah. You know, and it's not conducive to this sport, like you're saying, because it's, it's, it's a kill or be killed sport. And if you're competing at the highest levels, you can't have those reservations. And I love everything you just said, to be honest, because I saw the exact same thing going on. I, I applauded Woodley because he showed courage. Yes, that's he what I was going to say. He was legitimately scared and he still went off. And anybody who hates on him, fucking get in there. Because yeah. that's the other thing. All the people I've at least been in there terrified. <laughs> you haven't. That's why I'm allowed to say it. You doesn't matter what level, but at his level, that's why it's like the Jake Pauls of the world. Yeah. You've got to have so much more respect for him. He is the champion of the world. You know, like he beat he's already, and he's been beaten back in the day. Like he's taken crazy knockouts yeah. and then prevailed and then got the belt and held on to it. Like we should really respect this man for everything he's done. Great stuff, Jason. I love it, man. I love it. I saw the exact same thing. And and I know that Woodley doesn't, or ha, I don't want to say he has a fan base, but he has a lot of people that want to see him fail. Don't and, go um, back to music, though. Yeah, yeah. Don't go back don't, to music. Just stay here. Sh keep your showing. Family, you know what I mean? Make some clothing lines. Show the courage in the, in the but yeah, you know, he, do he's beats. 0 and 4 now in his last four fights. Uh, I mean, this is Dana White's words at the press conference. He's 39 years old on a four fight skid, former champion at the height, at the top of the pay scale, losing fights. Anybody who goes 0 and 4 in the UFC, maybe one or two, Dan Hardy, uh, have been kept around, but the majority of them are not being kept around. But he, what, what Tyron has not going for him is he's 0 and 4 at 39 years old, and he's at the top of the pay scale where they're saying, why are we, he's a former champion, so he's got to be getting anywhere around 150 to 250 to show up for the fight. But he's losing fights, and I'm not trying to put a, a knock on him, but he's not a huge draw. You know what I mean? Even when he was a champion, he wasn't knocking down doors when it came to pay-per-view buys. So, yeah. so Dana, I, I think this is probably going to be it for Willie is what I'm getting at, but um, I'm so happy for Woodley and his legacy and his career that he showed us because because me and you are both kind of guys that are on the fence with Woodley if he goes out there and shows uh he's a he's a beast then I like that Woodley but the yeah. guy that's always too business-minded or or wants this or wants that a lot of people don't love that Woodley yeah. but Woodley went out today and he had to convince himself I feel these reservations setting in because I'm older and I'm wiser and I don't want to do this, but I'm going to make myself go in for the takedown. Yep. I'm going to make myself get into the fire and throw that overhand right hook that landed and, and hurt uh, Luke a for a little bit. He showed courage uh, and, and he went out on his shield, man. And that's all you could ask for. And you just don't, you know, anybody out there talking shit. I get, you know, you're all into politics these days and it's cool to just talk shit on everybody for saying anything. If you've ever been stung in the brain to the point where your legs don't answer your brain. Have and you seen? And you know, and you, and it's, trust me, when this happens, you are fucking totally aware that it's happening. It's not like, oh, I'm in a dream. You're like, what the fuck, legs? Both men were doing the duck, the duck walk for a yeah. minute. I mean, nobody, it, it was anybody's game for a second right but there. But to bite down and keep going when you're in that zone. And I think Woodley obviously did that for way longer than yeah, he, he kept going. He kept trying to yeah. the very end. He did and not and you know, uh, 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 applaud Dana White for giving. I mean, they, they they got it. But fight of the night, um, okay. they deserved it first of all. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that if this was Woodley's last fight, he showed he went out on his shield. 
they both got a little extra bonus to say congratulations on, on, on a hell of a fight, hell of a performance. And, uh, and moving on, Luke, this guy is on a tear. This guy is like the dark horse of the welterweight division. He's on, I don't know, his last fight, his last loss, I'm pretty sure, was Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Other than that, he's got like 13 finishes in the welterweight division. The guy's a killer. What's his name? The the, the, the silent assassin or the something assassin? He's uh. He's got that assassin's mentality when he steps in there. He's always looking to finish. Yeah. He's a tremendous striker with that kind of Dutch Muay Thai style. I say Dutch because he likes that high close, close guard um, in the pocket combination. Who's going to land first type of thing. Um, but he's got a, 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 a super guillotine in Dars. And so he, he's done that a couple of times. Uh, Nico Price, I believe. Oh, he hurts yeah. you on the feet. If the head's there, he'll take the neck and finish you. And um, so he's a guy I'd like to see some big fights moving forward in the future. For Woodley, I'd like to see him ride off into the sunset. That's another thing Woodley can be proud of. You're making people's careers. You know what I mean? You've had a great career. Now this yeah. guy's going to have a, you know. This guy's a, guy a top five star. And so you. you thanks to beating you. Yeah. This yeah. is the game. This is life, man. You can't be the shit for the whole time. And it's cool. It's actually a good thing for everybody. You know what I mean? Being shit hot is, it's awesome. Uh, but you got to try everybody's pants on before you die. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, try you being the guy that's not hot shit and he's on his way into other things in life. It's not a bad... People look at it in this way where, oh, man, you're not the fucking hero anymore. It's like, man, I never did this for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get caught up in it and you and you are doing stuff to impress. I, it's part of the game. People are impressed by the shit you do and you go, wow, mm. do you want to see some more? And then all of a sudden you're just you're dancing for people, but it's not when you're not as relevant anymore. You know, DC actually talked about this at the press conference the other day that fighters are too sensitive, and uh, and he he's a victim of it as well. He's been super sensitive at times, yep. but fighters are sensitive when people say bad things about him. Um, I got mad at DC. He, DC said something during the, during the broadcast. He said something about the my last opponent, Jared Gooden, was he was he was calling the fight. And, uh, and he said something about Jared Gooden fighting me. And he go, a lot of people thought Jared won that fight. And I was like, and I, I like tweeted, I was like, DC, no, what are you talking about? Nobody thought he won that fight. I won that fight. <laughs> Jared, he was an awesome opponent and I was rooting for him in this fight. But why are you making stuff up? So I, and, and, I, and I, found my, I found myself getting emotionally sensitive. Right. I'm like, wait, wait, why, am, why do I even care what DC said? If, if he said something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, so fighters are very sensitive about their body of work and what you're saying about them. But at the end of the day, what I thought he said was genius at the press press conference. He said, if we're talking about you negative, and, and you've heard this before, but negative or positive, it's keeping you relevant. Because if if they're not talking about you, then nobody knows who you talk who, yeah. who you are at the time, right? So yeah. the more good or bad, we don't we don't love the way Jake Paul looked in his press conference just recently with Ben Askren. But we're talking about him. The world is talking about it. Even though I thought he looked like a high school kid, we're talking about him. It okay. makes him more relevant. It to makes me, him have more views. People who haven't seen this, uh, I mean, you can be a purist if you want to and say that you don't want to be a part of it, but you've got to watch. You're going to watch this crazy it's shit entertainment. show. If you enjoy combat sports and you like, you've ever watched a TV or, or a movie, you've got to watch this. It's this is hilarious. It's soap operas for men or, or for Did you see the first interview fans. with the guy that's fighting a, uh, a reggae pop star from um, Columbia. from Colombia? Say that again? Okay, <laughs> awesome. So there's a guy, the first fight on the card, yeah. there's a guy who's a pop artist in Colombia. But he had he's 8-0. No, no, no. no. He's the no. pro debut. Here we go. These two get down for the press conference and I find out. Oh, I don't know who them. this guy is, but I think he might be an actor of sorts. Yeah. And he... Had a boxing career, right. and he is eight and zero. Oh. His eight and zero, oh, and the way he talked, 
and his career that he has, mm-hmm. it sounds kind of like an 8-0 that might be a little similar to my 2-0. Where Indian reservation in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> he might had some bullshit fights. <laughs> was yours on Indian reservation? No, no King of the Cage. King but of the cage. still, it was fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was fucking bullshit. I just know the levels of it, man. You know, I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, if you're pretty bad or really well, watched that, you used to be good, and you're old as hell now. Scrap with Ellis, you know, yeah. what I mean? he'll give you a fucking. Oh but if you're like, God. my life is MMA, and I'm yeah. 25. Shut the but, fuck but up. But especially in boxing, I mean, you could be fighting soup cans for eight. Right, because they've know. got those. There's a right. there's an abundance of those. They love yeah. to give you those. So this is the real story on this. The pop guy at a club, this 8-0 guy who's there at this club because he's famous and the other guy's famous and they're both getting bottle service. This is the backstory before this yes. fight got made? Yeah, this is, oh no, this God. is okay. why the fight is getting made. Okay, tell me more. The 8-0 guy, movie star guy, hits on pop star's girlfriend <laughs> and, and, and tries to fuck her. <laughs> and he is so offended. That escalated quick. <laughs> he's so offended. No, I know. He's supposed to say you want to fuck her when you after when the fight starts, not before. This oh is how God. you get deals, apparently. Yeah. That's what I need to do. I need to fuck <laughs> no. CM Punk's wife. You don't need to do anything. That's like what that. I need to do. And no. then he'll be like, that's Shrink. it. Sign the Jason, dotted line, Jason. Breathe. Work on breathing. Oh, yeah, I gotta go back to breathe. <laughs> breath work. Okay, I got bad ideas. Sorry. I didn't mean that. We can uh, anyway. Oh my god. So he says some offensive stuff and this guy goes, fuck you. And they bet they have it out. And then he's like, if you really want to fight, let's box. And this guy who says in the press conference, he's been training for 20 days. The versus, reggae guy. And the other guy's eight and oh. The reggae guy's been training for 20, for 20 days, days. And now they're sitting at the forefront of a press conference doing interviews. About the guy's like, he disrespected my girlfriend. I've been training for 20 days. I don't care how many fights he's had. I'm gonna kick his ass, or I'm at least gonna give it a go. Okay, I won't pretty, watch. I won't watch that fight. See, I, know, I know it's entertainment, see, but 20 days. I mean, we're you're talking about like don't even know how to. I tried throw to a say punch. it's tried to say here you go. This is a perfect one. Alan Joban, athlete. Uh, Joban, fuck you, Alice. Uh, I can beat you in a fucking... I, I disrespected your wife. This is get edgy stuff. You're like, that's it. I'm going to beat your ass, but on the ramp. And yeah. I'm like, on the ramp? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, in 20 days, I'm meet gonna, me at Tony Hawk's ramp. Right, I'm going to... And you train for I the tra- next 20 days. You skate so much, Alan. Yeah. You're sk- <laughs> Skate so much <laughs> all day long. I just I'm talking sixteen hour days of shredding on the ramp, oh and then God. I show up. And the world of skateboarding, <laughs> the eyes of skateboarding are watching. It's me it's, go down a what is it half pipe? Yeah, yeah. Tony was, Hawk. Everybody's there going. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like fuck you, I'm, I'm representing. You're representing MMA. Or MMA. But so everybody from MMA, Dana White comes down. It's like, you're going to kick Alice's ass. Yeah. You better give it to him. You're like, don't worry, Dana. I've been skating Tony's ramp for 20 days. It's going to be an embarrassment. You're going to die. I mean, at least Paul knows how to fight. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not there. Okay. There's so many levels, but he's he's, been training le- for 20 he's days. the same level as me. Jake Ho- Paul's as good as I am. But 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 I'm saying is, He's offensively sound. We've seen he's got knockout power, yep. and we don't know what he's like as a nail, but he could be a good hammer. He yep. knows how to beat people up, right? He's got that bully mentality. When it comes to press conferences, it felt so much so Like he was forced. trying to convince himself. It was so forced, and he's trying to convince himself and everybody else. And and you know what's funny is Ben is kind of the perfect or the worst. I don't know which way you look at it. 
opponent, opposition for him because Ben is such a a, a, a love realist. him or hate him. He's a real person though, yeah. and maybe you don't like his look or his personality, but he keeps it very flip real. Flops. And his reactions, you know, flip flops in a suit. That's his style. But he's just gonna sit there and he's not gonna he's not gonna have a pissing contest with you. No. Where so many other fighters would have got back in his face and puffed their chest up and blown smoke back. No, he's very but intelligent. Ben and, is and he's get intelligent composed and, and get, yeah. And, and, and it's it makes you look really stupid and let him look catch stupid. On. It made Jake look dumb. Because you gotta think, I don't think Masvidal's the smartest person that ever walked the planet. Super necessary to say that. Yeah. But you are at least you had smart ass comments yeah you, you had comments where you were talking back where i could tell that you're not scared you don't give a shit and you're pretty sure you're gonna kick ben's ass B fucking jake paul looked terrified yeah. jake paul went red in the face several times in that press conference where at one point ben Askren made a funny com comeback and made you look like a fucking idiot and you yeah. went hey, 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 and i'm like wait why are you doing that why are you doing that stop cringing me it's like you, you was, know you know what else came to mind you could tell the demographic that he is used to. Jake Paul comes from a YouTube world, yeah. right? And, and, and success, applauded, money, applauded. But I feel like he's used to having a demographic where he appeases, he pleases like a 15 to 21-year-old crowd where those type of dorky laughs as a comeback is what gets views. But this is, this is the real world now. This is combat sports. This is grown-ups fighting okay and so when you do those type of stupid things against somebody that's poised and older like ben Askren, it doesn't come off as funny it might have came off funny against a 16 year old but not against a grown man like i ben was Askren. bummed that a pandemic is here and there wasn't a giant crowd so that he could really yeah. understand how unfunny he is and how much people really like ben Askren. and also to tell ben Askren this is the fucking fight game might have been one of the dumbest sentences i've ever heard come out of a human's mouth you just told ben Askren. That he needs to understand what game this is. Yeah. You fought a YouTuber and a basketball player. Yeah. Ben's been in combat sports his whole life. His striking is not up to par, but he's been wrestling and doing combat sports and fighting some of the scariest men on the planet his entire life. You know, you know what I'm very happy about? Um, and I'm not like an anti-Jake guy, but seeing seeing that press conference, it made me just think, I I, I hope he gets his ass whooped. Because he just seems like I don't like to use the word bully, but he seems like a high school bully that's just trying to be the cool kid. But the the guy, the mediator, the the guy who hosted the show, who's a legend in boxing, you know right. that, right? Don't who know didn't his... who didn't know he called Ben Ben Askram. He didn't know, okay, because yeah. he doesn't know who Ben Askram is. And, and because Ben is a fucking wrestler, and this dude's been sweet sweet sciencing it since yes. the fucking fifties. And it's it was he seems so out of place, like hosting this. He just so seemed, did Snoop Dogg. It's, Everybody seemed out of place. Oscar De La Hoya made a statement with. The microphone the mic didn't drop work. with and, no one there, and, and yeah, it was so awkward. You're the, coming back, are you? Like, oh my god, nobody wants to see you come back, Oscar. Like, it's, I, it, I don't. It, it's a pandemic thing that's happening. Mexican it's, fans, we don't do not get mad at me every time I say something about Oscar De La Hoya. I get tweets about you can't talk about the Golden Boy. He's old now, and he doesn't fight, and he's got in these awkward situations. The courage of Oscar De La Hoya twenty years ago, all day. The Oscar De La Hoya now, who's all into like the the, the chit chat and the back and forth, like with Dana White. It's stupid stuff. Go away, drama. Uh, let me. What was I gonna say? I want the, the old, the older guy, the boxing historian, le, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, legend. Yeah. Uh, fuck, what's who his is, name? Who, who was doing? Sorry, guy. It. Look, you couldn't say Askram, so fuck yeah. you. I'm glad he was doing it. It was us getting it because if it would have been some young YouTuber guy, maybe 
Jake's okay. awkwardness would have come off as cool because it's like, okay, yeah, this is the vibe. It's a young crowd. We're doing young, stupid stuff. But you get an older guy in his 60s, 70s. Uh, I, hope he's, I hope he's not 50, but whatever. He's an older oh, dude, gentleman. He's, he's an historian of boxing. And now we're promoting a boxing event. And you got a YouTuber talking about, this is the fight game. And this is how I puff my chest up. And let's do a face-off. And this is how I mug. And, and you can see him cringing in his seat. And it just showed yeah. like adults... Don't think that's cool at all, Jake. But maybe the young crowd think that's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like everything he said was ridiculously stupid. I think that the chanting with your buddies, um, talking about how you're representing boxing and Ben is representing mixed martial arts. Um, Did you that, feel that, funny that, at that's all? Just, I, felt, I, I, felt, I felt like it's kind of like um, when someone says... Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I won't do. When someone, I'm trying to think of a one that doesn't trigger anybody. But yeah. when someone says like flat Earth, I think we can get on that one, right? Mm -hmm. When someone says, "Dude, fucking the Earth is flat," I'm like, oh, "I don't. That's good for you, dude. Like, that's you're so insane." Yeah. But I'm happy for you. But if half the country's like, "Yeah, man, like the Earth is flat," so fucking get with it, or you'll fall off the side. <laughs> now I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Now people believe this now, shit. Now, so when I hear yeah. Jake go, "You know, this is a fucking fight game." You need to recognize Ben Ashkin and, uh, and, you know, this is boxing versus MMA. Well, everybody needs to realize that he is not representing boxing. He's, re he's representing entertainment yeah. and he's giving mixed martial arts. This is the one thing I will agree. Mixed martial arts and boxing. He's putting a spotlight on it. People are going to watch these fights and then they're going to watch other fights that aren't um, – as herky jerky, it's not even a real fight. Yeah. Like to 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 Joe Ban and all the other people that that train at Saxon Muay Thai and all these other fucking professional gyms where everybody trains. Ben Askren arguing with Jake Paul. Jake Paul arguing with Ben Askren to say it's the fight game. It's comedy. Like Ben Askren can't even legitimately get angry because this is a fucking child. It's like my son's friend got in my face. Yeah, I, I would be like. And, yeah, he, and, and he could say, I've been boxing for seven, since I was born. I'd be like, that's cool, man. But you're a young, strong kid. I get it. You're puffing your chest out. But like, you, know, you got to recognize that you, you look like a moron. Yeah. Right and I felt like Ben knew that. And I felt like because the crowd wasn't there, you couldn't tell that the crowd was knowing either way. But it, I feel like uh, the community and most adults were, were like, wow. This is embarrassing. Yeah, this is embarrassing because it's very apparent to me that he wants to be Conor McGregor. It's this, yeah. it's if Dana White said, hey, you, Conor, I'm going to kill Conor and you're going to be him now. <laughs> he would take that deal. I'll You're going to change your it. name. I'll be it. We're going to tattoo a tiger on your belly yeah. and you're going to be Conor McGregor. He would take that deal. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fantasy. It's like Rocky Balboa. He saw it, he visualized it, and then he was like, I'm going to be at a press conference with all my clothes and chains on. You don't fucking get the fuck. You don't know. And I'm and, like, you're just being and, and Conor love, McGregor, but you haven't walked. You haven't walked the walk yet. Yeah. So that's why you're blushing because you're you're on stage going, Ben Askren. You, you might you don't know yet, but you've got a pretty good idea when you look into Ben Askren's eyes that you're looking at something different. Yeah. Because he has had some sparring. He has been around the box. He's in Miami. You know, he's got good guys around him. I get it. There's some dudes there. Probably had a couple of sparring partners that actually probably tried to hit him. But Ben Askren's eyes, that's a, that's a, that's a, in the top 100 beasts that have ever lived hand to hand.
You know, like he getting hand to hand with he's him. He's competed at the highest levels. You're not going to scare him because you're a YouTuber who has and a knockout. And you should see that. And you see that. And when you see that, and you're a little boy that's from Beverly Hills that puffs up on people as a guy that's a smoke. It's a smoke show, baby. Is I'm it? not 100. I look at I look at real fighters and they're like really jealous. Yeah. And I go, eh. yeah. I do. I can it, admit it. It's something that as a fighter you see in other people when you see somebody doing stuff to create a bigger a bigger smoke show. Rather than just letting you know in my eyes, okay, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight right now. And I'm going to give, you know, like it's a different mentality. And he's doing all these other things to try to project that he's bigger and badder and scarier than he is. But Ben his sees right through it. Fighters, the truth, Alan. People that are not, uh, that, that his are His skin went educated. bright red. Yeah. They, like they, if, they if your right skin went this. bright red when you faced off, everybody in the messages would be like, dude, he is yeah. shitting himself. Yeah. Like n none of your faces ever go red. Do you know why? Because you're all real fighters yeah that's we're, how we're that here, works we're here to actually fight not not put uh, entertainment's part of it but he's it tells me he's scared he making it but you, you know it's, it tells me he's going to be nervous as fuck and you it tells me if he doesn't get lucky within the first two rounds with these big hooks step yeah. back i know what you're doing dude you're gonna like try and stretch it huh, huh. that's what your thing is you got your special surprise you're gonna keep throwing these haymakers but you're talking about a guy that if he has even half a glove, maybe not even a glove on his face, and you land on that giant bum chin of his, yeah. he's not going to go out. Yeah. And you're going to get super tired because of hype, lights, you came to kill, you're super angry. That's his other thing. You can tell he's an angry fighter. He's yeah. going to come at him with, he's going to hold on to shit, whip it in there as hard I as can, he can. I could see him, if he doesn't catch Ben with something early and knock him out, uh, you could see him coming out sharp and showing explosiveness and athleticism and trying to showcase some of these boxing skills that he's been working on for yeah. a while because he is he does have very good offense uh early that we've seen but then if it doesn't go his way if he doesn't get a knockout within round one or rounds two you're gonna start to see him unravel a bit because ben's gonna do what ben does he's gonna get in there he's gonna clinch you up he's gonna try to tire you down he's gonna do all kinds of awkward stuff and make it an ugly fight and then we're gonna see Okay, this is where experience comes into play. Making adjustments in the middle of a fight, making those adjustments in between rounds. That's what professional fighters learned over 20, 30 fights in their career. He hasn't had the chance to make adjustments. He's going over there and just hit the moving target and they went down. So that's where the fight's going to really, we're going to see what dictates the fight right there. But you said it was boxing. All right, they're saying, you know, boxing, Jake's saying boxing versus MMA. Jake isn't even boxing. Jake no. is a YouTuber who's trying to become a boxer. And Ben Askren is MMA. But what's funny is the, the, the MMA world knows, with all due respect to Ben, because I'm kind of a new fan of him now because of this press conference, he is one of the worst strikers. And he'll admit that. One of the worst strikers in all of MMA. But he's so good at fighting and tough and wrestling that he's become a championship level. But he's one of the worst. You picked the worst striker in MMA. And you're saying it's MMA versus boxing. So... If you lose Jake to the worst striker in MMA, how are you going to compete with somebody like Conor McGregor, who's one of the high percentage strikers in MMA? Well, here's the other thing that we can't really lose as well. If he does lose to Ben, which will be a bummer, but Ben is some, somebody who I can tell could give two shits, just give me the check and I'm going to the yeah, wrestling school. give me school. my half a million dollars and my uh, new half a million fans. But he's talking about Nate Diaz. Who's saying that? Jake. Jake wants Nate Diaz next? Yeah. And if Nate Diaz is next, then... I, I mean, I don't want to say it because I don't want Triller and Snoop Dogg to rip me off, but I'm paying big money to watch that because I want, <laughs> I, I've had don't an, tell him. Don't as tell a person him. that is respects his peer, like I, I, I you know I mean? I'm, uh, if anybody, especially people like you mm -hmm. are like, yeah, man, I'll move around with you. I am, I mean, that's their time and their, 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 their craft that they're sharing. 
I'm so respectful of it. I appreciate it so much. Seems like he's just like, fuck this guy and fuck that guy. I'm like, fuck Daniel Cormier. Really, yeah. dude? Yeah. Fuck Daniel Cormier because you've had a fight, like two fake boxing fights and you've can and you and you got a huge star, but you're yeah. fuck Daniel Cormier. The most powerful fighter in MMA right now, Daniel Cormier, who can, you know, the most power behind him. I just feel like he got no respect for no anybody respect. in the game. Right, and, and so I, I can't tell I how much of it. I can't wait for you to get spanked. How much is it? Is an act. How much of it, of it is um, just being immature. Look, I, I only spoke to. I've spoken to Logan a couple of times, and I think Logan is an is a nice person. That's what I wanted to ask you. Did I, you feel awkward talking nah. about Jake's uh, Logan's brother? Like you know, after doing Logan's show recently, and then you kind of publicly came out and said Jake's kind of an idiot. Did you feel funny at all about no. that? I was curious. No, just because they're two different people. They're grown ups, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, they, they could, I, I feel like his brother knows. Yeah, I th- I said also I now understand why Jake doesn't have a podcast because I thought it was weird that Logan has one and Jake doesn't. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But I know why because Jake doesn't. I, as a person that knows, he wouldn't how be able to, talk, to carry a conversation. I know what's it's what it takes in here to make a podcast work. Yeah. You got to have like a certain flow of right. changing directions and be able to have a conversation about pretty much everything. And uh, he seems pretty empty in there. It seems it's it's a very similar to one of your opponents, the Mike Perry effect, yeah. where he's a very angry, scarred man. Like, he seems um, yeah. like he has some issues. Yeah, there might not be a bunch of deep conversations with him. Right, and... and Either one of their shows. And, and look, I'm not... I just call it like it is, in the, and I, I'm in the MMA entertainment business, I, and, and I'm like, look, you're really stupid, and you're being disrespectful to some... It, it's either way... If, I, if an MMA guy, a celebrity got good at MMA and then was talking shit on um, somebody who's a, a high-level boxer, mm-hmm. uh, Oscar, whatever. Fuck you, man. Like, yeah. it, it, have some respect. Have some respect for this for game. What done. You know, with Oscar's <laughs> fight, I, I don't, I don't feel like Oscar's been hit that much in his career. Yeah, and not like Tyson's and all not, that stuff. Yeah, not a ton. Of so damage. if he fights again against some other older guy, yeah, I'll watch it. I, yeah. I feel like it's if he's having fun and everybody else is having fun, then yeah. I'm all for it with those guys. I, I just don't get it. I mean, he's he's he he went through this storied career. You, get, you don't get it because you're more, you have a lot more common sense than the average fighter. But Oscar's got money. He yeah, but may, he doesn't, but he misses the, he misses the fight. He you don't understand it, that? Guess. But he's, he's, he's like a promoter now. He's a, he's a, I'm above you now fighter, right? I'm above fighters. I tell fighters what to do and oh, I write the check. Now am I, why am I coming back and trying to be a fighter, a washed up fighter? Like why? It's Look, gonna it's it's gonna change his his, his how people remember him because they remember. Oh, you him? think? I think so. I mean, you know, look, he you went don't through, think that he went already the golden the, the golden boy the golden what was it the golden boy or whatever yeah. the golden boy and he was this tremendous fighter and then he had that stage of his career where he got caught dressing up in women's lingerie and this and people were like oh I don't know about him anymore and then he became this promoter and he became this power guy and now the last couple of years he's like I'm battling with Dana and f this and f that and well, he's had like, some addiction problems too you know that right. Yeah, he's I mean, I don't, I don't know no, anything. He's admitted it. He's but been he, to rehab a few times. He's come, he's come a little uh, unhinged lately, you know. And we're yeah. like, we're like, man, you're a, you're a, you're a suit now. You're a person of power and authority. Yeah. And you should kind of act a little bit, not a certain way. Do but you now think to Mike come Tyson back, Tyson fighting now has ruined his. No, because Tyson's different. Tyson, well, how, how? Tyson's a fighter. Tyson's a fighter by heart. You heard that show when Tyson talked about how much it hurt him not being a fighter because people think they can come up to him and put their arm around him all the time. And he's like, I, I feel like a pussy. I, I don't have that, 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 that anger about me. And I know what he's talking about because I love it when I'm in fight mode 
And I'm not that nice to people. And I'm like, but I like the way this feels because I'm just focused on one thing. And then you do these shows all the time and you get all happy-go-lucky and you miss that fire boiling inside of you. And yeah. Tyson has a flame and boiling inside of Wait, him. Wait, you don't think Oscar has that, the same that thing? Never does. I think Oscar has it, but I think Oscar... I think Oscar's a different person. I think Oscar's a fighter, but he's a person... He's he's always been able to say, look, I could I could speak well. I could do this. I, I have... Um, other things in life I could do. I don't know. It's, it's a tough comparison, but I think uh, Tyson's successful in other areas of his life. He's got into acting. He's got into podcasting and all these other areas. But when you become kind of a promoter, it's almost like saying, now I write checks to fighters. And now I'm going back to fighting. It's it's it's, it's as funny as when Dana White wanted to fight Tito Ortiz for uh, a boxing match. Fight. I was like, why are you doing this? I, take my money on that one. I got to say, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the circus on that one. But why is Dana White going to go and box somebody and possibly get knocked out by a guy that he writes checks to? You ain't getting knocked out by Tito Ortiz. Never know. So, shit. doesn't make any sense to me. I'll um, find you. There you go. Put me on a cow with Tito. Hey, moving forward. Baddest man on the planet. You're Francis just talking to save me, aren't you? I appreciate huh? that. I'm trying to what? He's like, shut up, Ellis. You're going to get yourself killed. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Hey, I, I, I wanted to bring this up when we had the conversation a while ago about Nganu. Moving forward, John Jones. And I don't yeah. know if you saw all the back and forth. John was yeah, the money happy. thing. Bullshit. I agree. Happy. I'm on John's side. Yeah. Show me the money. And now Dana's accusing him of not wanting the fight because he's saying the words, show yeah. me the money. It's a super fight. Show yeah. him the money. Show him the money. So I, I thought it, I look at it from both ways uh, as always, but I thought Dana did miss an opportunity in promoting a massive fight, right? As soon as he gets on the microphone, Dana could have been like, this is the biggest fight in UFC history. We're yeah. going to hold it. Even if he's making shit up, we're going to have it in a 100,000-person arena yeah, but, in Africa. But if he says that, dude, then he has to give. Then he has to. Then he gives the power But, why, but to my John. thing is, why not give him the money? So it was strategic. Conor McGregor is not fucking Conor McGregor that you thought was going right. to be Conor McGregor. And Masvidal is, you know what I mean? This is as far. He ain't beating fucking Usman. And, 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 like, and John Jones... Yeah, he had the thing with the pink does and and you know ramming that pregnant lady and stuff. <laughs> he didn't know she was pregnant. I don't think he saw. Whoa, pregnant lady! Let me fucking smash into her. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. like, when oh shit! You're, and yeah. you're pregnant. My bad. Let me grab my weed. <laughs> People make That's mistakes, especially when they're in the whatever gloriously millionaire fucking celebrities. Yeah. I can't. And he's young, but can't you? Is it? Does it break the bank to give John yeah. Jones? Like $5 million for a fight? Yeah. That, when he says show me and the that, money. That's probably what he's getting. So, so well, what's John, wrong John, with that? So John, John's probably in that 3 to $5 million per fight range, right? Yeah, but and he's now probably he's saying, asking for five, you think? Let's, I'm, no, I'm thinking he gets around five per fight. And also, he, probably he probably wants, wants 10. And, and DC alluded to this. He goes, what is, he was calling John Jones out a, a couple weeks ago or something. Like, how much? What is the number, right? And so what is the number? If we're talking about $5 million more, 10, 12 million or something, it's a lot more money, but Conor McGregor's getting like 30 million or something, right? Right. And I know John, but here's the difference. Conor McGregor is the biggest draw in MMA. John Jones, big name, big draw, but they're not, they're still not in the same stratosphere as, 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 as in terms of pay-per-view buys. But, but but let me say this. If Dana went in and said, biggest fight in UFC history, just it says is. it, 
makes it because now it's heavyweight champion that it's has the a number one sale for has sure. a different that vibe to it, it even though conor mcgregor conor's a star but heavyweight champion put conor on the undercard you fucking desperate oh, bastard shit. conor conor doesn't i don't know if conor does undercards but or if he, but co-main he, with he poirier has, he has to do he has ha to be co-main if it's yeah. a fight where it isn't a title fight and then the heavyweight title fight yeah. is on the same card i think conor's got something against that though where he has to be the the, the main draw oh, okay. um but either way if 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 i think if we're arguing, it's funny. Like, we're negotiating a house. Come on, it's $10,000 for this $500,000 house. Let's make the deal. It's $3 million, but it's the possible biggest fight on the planet. But again, it was strategic by Dana White. Because if he goes all in and says, John Jones, Francis Ngannou, this is the biggest fight in history, he has to show John the money because now John Jones is in the power of control. Yeah. That's why he didn't do it. That's why John yeah, Jones yeah. is upset. We see it from both angles. It's, I, it's, I it's a money it, game. It's all a numbers game. It's just business, but when you... Because the 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 part is to me is who's lying. John Jones is not uh, afraid to fight Francis Ngannou. No. I believe that uh, he wants a lot of money. Show for me it my worth. Wh how much would you want to get paid to fight Francis Ngannou? Yeah. Because guess what? You're never gonna remember it. And this is the best time to ever do it right now. If John Jones. Yeah. Goes up and they if they give Derek Lewis to Francis Ngannou and let's Same. say Stipe comes back, let's say yeah. Stipe comes back and says, "I'm not going to retire." I don't know what Stipe is going to do, but I would imagine if I was him, I would just retire. You're the goat. There's no point in now. He's not getting the a rematch, even though they say, "Why wouldn't you?" He'd do have him? to fight another person first, right? Have, yeah, even though you think it's a trilogy, let the trilogy happen. No, it's not happening. Derek Lewis or John Jones is next, so Stipe would then have to go and fight. So let's say Derek Lewis. And Francis Ngannou gets made. And then John Jones fights Stipe. And let's say John Jones loses to Stipe. Now the super fight of history is gone. This is the time to make the fight. They, yep. have, to, they have to make the numbers work. Well said. There you go. We know everything. Obviously, we, we also know there's no fights next weekend, <laughs> this weekend. But Coming the weekend up. after that, Darren Till is back. Yeah. And uh, I, I bet on Darren Till against Marvin, anybody. Help me out, Katie. Vittori. Marvin, Marvin Vittori. Mm -hmm. I don't like that guy. Marvin? Yeah. He's, uh, I don't like it when he yells at people. It's like you need he, to relax. Dude. He started talking a bit more. You know what? Uh, this could be a fight that seems like a banger and it becomes a very uh, nervous energy fight in the beginning because Darren Till brings this nervous energy where he's always throwing feints and trying to slide in with that left hand and hurt you. Uh, but it should be a very fun fight. I'm just warning you guys. Might get off to a slow start because both men are going to be nervous. All right. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. It's the Combat Podcast. With this. what? What are you laughing at me? I'm just laughing. You guys didn't talk about Sean O'Malley. Coming oh yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Whatever. You don't care about Sean O'Malley. I, look, you okay? You he, got kicked in the ankle and Thank, you survived this time. But yeah, I need three more fights where you get kicked in the leg and you don't have to go to <laughs> hospital on a stretcher. And then I'm back on your team. That's actually pretty funny though. No, I mean I I have to okay, agree. He's, one he's, more. He's one more legitimate fight where someone kicks you in the leg yeah. and you're like, yep, cool, yeah. and then you beat him up. Or just a little adversity. He's such a tremendous talent and he's got uh, some remarkable movement, the way that he moves his body and he's a sniper. But yeah, like, like I know where you're coming from because fighter fighters are people that appreciate the courage that we talked about in Tyron Woodley. Like, we, I still need to see some of that. Like, some adversity. Yeah. You know, face some adversity because every time that, that he, he's tremendous on offense, but anytime adversity comes, it's like he can't walk again and stuff like that. So I'd like to see a little bit back and forth, but tremendous talent in him, man. No, he does look awesome. And yeah. stop, being, yeah, stop walking away. You're not my, my kind. <laughs> the walk away, yeah, I know. Yeah. 
I know. You hit hard, but obviously not as hard as yeah. Mark Hunt. He got the bonus, though. He ended up getting the bonus. Uh, he still got the bonus, Good I guess, even, even with Great it. hair, too. Looks great. great. <laughs> it does. It's really Him exciting. Him and uh, Takashi 6 9 Wow. Ouch. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Like and subscribe. Tell your Please, friends guys. so we can keep it going. Come on. See you next week.